Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 89, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone. It is Thursday, but well, Paul is not done trying to straighten out these Corinthians. So let's keep going. Hi everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the friendly, curious cow. So yeah, I was thinking, Dave, Corinthians is pretty different from Thessalonians, huh? I mean, Thessalonians was all, oh, you guys are doing great, and I keep hearing about how great you are, and how much you love Jesus, and you're doing such a great job. Yeah, with the Corinthians, that's definitely not what Paul was hearing. But before we get to all that, it is Thursday, so, well, let's hear something interesting. Hi, Colin. So, Colin, gosh, your feathers are looking extra fluffy today. Oh, thanks for noticing, Dave. Yeah, well, I just found a garden with a great bird bath in it. So, yeah, I've been visiting every day. I'm in tip-top condition, Dave. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So, well, Colin, what makes a great bird bath? Oh, well, clean water helps, Dave. Yeah, that sure beats a muddy puddle. But then I like it to be just the right depth and in the sun. So, you know, by late in the afternoon, it's warmed up nicely. Plus, no cats trying to eat me. Yeah, that's another major factor. Okay, yep, I can see that it would be. Well, anyway, Colin, thanks for coming in, and I think we are ready to hear something interesting. Oh, you got it, Dave. So, check this out. The New Testament has been translated into... Well, actually, why don't you guess how many languages? Oh, well, this... Kind of feels like a question three on a Friday. Well, let's see. Mm, I guess 257. Okay, well, yeah, I'll go higher. I'll say 350. Oh, no, you great galahs. Those are both terrible guesses. Yeah, the New Testament has been translated into 2,255 languages and counting. Oh, wow. Well, we were way off. Yeah, lucky for you it wasn't a Friday quiz, eh, Marv? Oh, yeah, no kidding. Well, good work, Colin. That was another very interesting fact. Yeah, you're welcome, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys next Friday. I'm off for a bath. Okay, yeah. Bye, Colin. Bye, Colin. Okay, Marvin. So, yeah, we've heard as Paul has talked about dealing with sin in the church and dealing with disputes, and he's talked about eating food sacrificed to idols and about how putting other people before yourself was what was really important. Okay, yeah, I remember. Now, as we get to chapter 9, it seems that some of the Corinthians had been attacking Paul, questioning whether he had the authority of an apostle. 
whether they should treat him and listen to him the same way they treated and listened to someone like Peter, for example. Now, Paul doesn't say exactly what their complaints were, but maybe he figured that after the eight chapters we've read so far, where he's really calling them out and telling them to sort themselves out, that maybe those people who had been criticizing him would start grumbling and start asking, well, why should we listen to this guy anyway? And so he wants to set the record straight. Okay, yeah. Now, it seems like their grumbling had something to do with Paul's attitude to money. Paul, it seems, didn't take money from the church in Corinth. They didn't pay him anything. So some in the church thought that the fact that Paul was refusing to take any money from him, that they weren't supporting him at all, well, that meant that he wasn't like the other apostles, so he must be something else. Huh. Gosh, you'd think they'd be more annoyed if he was taking a bunch of money from them. Well, yeah, but no, this is kind of the opposite thing going on here. So we're going to split the reading up into two chunks today. And in the first chunk, Paul says, hey, I would have every right to expect you to support me. Okay, okay, so what should we be listening for, Dave? Well, Marvin, Paul talks about something in the law of Moses. So here's the question. What gets to eat when it's helping to separate the grain from the straw? Huh, okay, so what gets to eat when it's separating grain from straw? Got it. Great. So, hi, Petra. Hello, everyone. If you don't mind, could you read for us chapter 9, verse 1 to 11? Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Haven't I seen Jesus, our Lord? Aren't you the result of my work for the Lord? Others may not think of me as an apostle, but I am certainly one to you. You are the proof that I am the Lord's apostle. That is what I say to stand up for myself when people judge me. Don't we have the right to eat and drink? Don't we have the right to take a believing wife with us when we travel? The other apostles do. The Lord's brothers do. Peter does. Or are Barnabas and I the only ones who have to do other work for a living? Are we the only ones who can't just do the work of apostles all the time? Who serves as a soldier but doesn't get paid? Who plants a vineyard but doesn't eat any of its grapes? Who takes care of a flock? but doesn't drink any of the milk. Do I say this only on human authority? The law says the same thing. Here is what is written in the law of Moses. Do not stop an ox from eating while it helps separate the grain from the straw. Is it oxen that God is concerned about? Doesn't he say that for us? Yes, it was written for us. Whoever ploughs and separates the grain hopes to share the harvest, and it is right for them to hope for this. We have planted spiritual seed among you. Is it too much to ask that we receive from you some things we need? Thanks, Petra. So, Marv, what gets to eat when it's working? Oh, that was my cousin's the oxen, Dave. Yeah, that's right, Marvin. Paul says it's always the way, even for animals. When you work at something, you're entitled to reward. So, if you're a soldier who goes off to fight, well, you get paid. If you plant a vineyard, you get to eat some grapes. If you look after cows or goats, you get to drink their milk. And even the oxen put to work separating grain from straw were allowed to stop and eat some of what they were working on. So that's just how it is. And look at all Paul had done, how hard he had worked for these Corinthians. So Paul says, shouldn't I expect you to help me with my needs? Well, yeah, Dave, but you said that Paul wasn't taking any money. Ah, well, hang on a second. So, after explaining why he had the right to expect the Corinthians to support him, well, Petra, if you could read our next section, let's hear verses 15 to 18. I haven't used any of those rights, and I'm not writing because I hope you will do things like that for me. 
I would rather die than allow anyone to take away my pride in my work. But when I preach the good news, I can't brag. I have to preach it. How terrible it will be for me if I do not preach the good news. If I preach because I want to, I get a reward. If I preach because I have to, I'm only doing my duty. Then what reward do I get? Here is what it is. I am able to preach the good news free of charge and I can do this without using all my rights as a person who preaches the good news. Great. Thank you again, Petra. Okay, so Paul had the right to be paid, but he just wasn't. Yeah, now, does that ring any bells from yesterday's reading? Oh, yeah, yeah, because Paul was telling them yesterday to sometimes give up their rights for the sake of others. Bingo, excellent work, Marvin. And so, yes, Paul says, I'm not demanding my rights. I preach for free because I have to preach the truth, because I don't want anyone to think for a second that I'm doing it because it's my job, because it's something I've chosen to do. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. And that doesn't make me less of an apostle. So, you know, back off. Okay, I see. So, boys and girls, here's a challenge for you. Sometime today or this week, see if you can surprise someone by putting them first. Oh, like how, Dave? Well, Marv, maybe in your family it's your turn for something good, but you let someone else, a brother or sister, have it instead. Or maybe you happen to get the biggest slice of pie or a scoop of ice cream for dessert. Even though you got it, it's yours. You could give it to someone else. Maybe it's not your turn to do the dishes, but you go and help whoever's turn it actually is. Do something that you don't have to do, but it makes someone else's life a little bit better. Okay, I see. Because that's what it means to love people, right? To put their needs before our own. So let's practice that. Let's practice trying to love each other the way Jesus loved us. Not demanding our rights, but putting other people first. Okay, yeah. Well, I will give it a whirl, Dave. Great. And, well, that's where we'll leave it for today, boys and girls. So we'll be back tomorrow to finish up week 18. Okay, well, yeah, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Get ready for the quiz. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.